welcome to our next episode of Lipstick Coffee Jesus. I'm Shonda. I'm Vanity. And we are here live in Richmond, Virginia at the Pop-Up Conference with the founder of the Pop-Up Conference, Charvette Mitchell. We are so excited to be here. And we are learning so much more about business, even in the little few hours that we have been here. And we want Charvette to tell us more about who she is. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that um, we could pull some time together live here yes, at the pop-up. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank the you so energy much. has been so amazing in the room. I was just saying that as I was coming up, but I work with female entrepreneurs and a few lucky men to help them build their yes. online platforms so that they generate more revenue with an amazing online brand. And I do that in a couple of ways with web design services and personal branding, and also um, with coaching and consulting. And I have an amazing Facebook group targeted to female entrepreneurs and then uh, my, con- my annual conference. So that's a little bit about me. Right, and this conference has only been around for four years, is that right? That's right. Wow, so what uh, what prompted you to start the conference? You know, I was never interested in having conferences. Really? <laughs> I was never interested. Um, but the community that I had been building really called for it. Like, they, they, they asked for it. And so then I put on the first conference, and then it just kept going ever since. And it has been one of the best decision moves, the, one of the best moves I have made, absolutely. Wow. Now, as you mentioned, your brand has very different segments. How do you successfully manage each of those segments? Yeah, so I feel as though, and I know, that really everything I do intertwines together. Mm -hmm. So the root of it is that I'm helping people build their platform. And so whether that is with a website so that people can find you, whether that is personal branding with your brand photography, or whether that is coming on my my podcast, uh, or whether that is coming to a conference, all of it really is around building personal brand and people's platforms. And so I feel like it's intertwined because of that. Wow. So I think I read in your bio that it said that you have spent 25 years in the corporate world and then you transitioned to entrepreneur. So first, what you can't see everyone is Charvette does not look like she has spent 25 years. <laughs> Maybe 10. <laughs> Maybe the corporate world. So I just want to put that out there. Uh, but how did you make that transition from corporate to mm-hmm. entrepreneur? Yeah, um, what happened was I was very comfortable initially. So um, God was so gracious to have me in a position where like I didn't hate my job, I didn't hate my boss, because some people have that testimony. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's their prompting to leave and to exit. But that was not my scenario. I worked from home like 95% of the time. I was a mobile worker. I liked what I did. But there became a time um, really where I started to get uncomfortable and I started feeling like I was in a box. And so I knew that mm-hmm. I could do more if I had more time. Wow. And so I... You know, ask God kind of when when do I do this? When do I make this transition? And one day I was having a meeting with my manager and God dropped in my spirit, like it's time to say something. And I said, I'm ready to I'm ready to go, I'm ready to leave. And she immediately became an advocate. 
um, and said, we want to support what you want to do. We want to, we want to make this happen. And so let me go have some conversations. And then I left February, 2018. And, um, after the first year I replaced my full, t my salary that I've gotten from that company wow. plus 33% That's and amazing. my income has continued to increase. So I've only seen, seen increase and not decrease. That's a but you making that transition y'all means that you were faithful on your job and doing what you had to do on your job and making sure that you delivered because in order for your boss to be able to support yes, you yes absolutely so that means y'all y'all have to do what you have to do on your job do a great <laughs> job and then make the transition so you can make those connections yes now what advice would you give to someone Who's afraid to get started because let's be serious if you especially if you have a successful day job it's yeah. really fearful to make that jump from being having a corporate job to mm -hmm. going out on your own so what advice would you give to somebody who's maybe fearful of starting or advice to someone who has started but they're kind of getting discouraged along the way in their process yeah so number one I would say don't leave your full-time job yet mm -hmm. and go ahead and start now um, so what people the mistake that people make is that they feel like they'll have all this time and all this energy If they just quit their job and jump into their business mm -hmm. But the problem with that is that you haven't had time for your brand and the product brand to mature You haven't had time to really figure out who your ideal client is and to raise your prices So even though I left in 2018, I had been doing the business for 10 years oh, wow. on the side in essence on the side of some very some level and so that gave me time to have a successful transition so my advice is to go ahead and start while you are working and then you will know when it's time to transition and if you're discouraged uh, what I would have you think about is the product and the service you have and the solution you have somebody needs that mm -hmm. so take you out of it so if you are not delivering your product or your service, and there's somebody that needs that, there are people that are in pain are looking for a pain killer. Right. And what you have, your solution is killing the pain for them. So take it, take you out of it and focus on your customers. And hopefully that discouragement, that person that's feeling any place of discouragement will kind of take themselves out of it. Also, social media is a really great place to get encouraged, to mm -hmm. network with other leaders and network with other people because I guarantee if you started at any point, you are further along than somebody else. And so that may be encouraging enough. You might feel like I'm behind the schedule, but then there's somebody that's looking at you wishing they could be where you are. That's amazing wisdom because many of us, when I say of us entrepreneurs, we see something, we know we're supposed to do it, and we immediately jump out mm -hmm. uh, without taking the steps that it takes in order to do the research, as we learned today. Yeah. Do the research and taking our time to make sure that what we're doing is right for us. So yeah. that's, you just reinforce everything <laughs> that we learned today. This is a marathon and not a sprint. Right. That's great. Um, so uh, we know that your transition went very smoothly because you took the time to research and figure out how you were able to make this this transition yeah. but um i'm sure there were difficult times yes were there any difficult times for you you know what i would say one of the difficult times that i had was when i was hosting the, this first conference so about four years ago 
and I had been networking with people and on social media and so I was selling tickets to the conference and I noticed there were people who had been watching my video that I knew in person that lived in Richmond that were consuming my content and they did not buy a ticket to the conference mm, oh, wow. and I was sitting there and it really was a that was one of a low moment I wasn't worried about mm. money sometimes mm -hmm. people have conferences and they're like I'm gonna pay this I'm gonna... the money wasn't an issue it was I was shifting to another level and there's certain people that are not going to go with you to the right, next level right. so that has that would be one of the moments where I was kind of like Mm. But once I got over that, I'm like, okay, I'm good, boo. You know, <laughs> yes. I'm good. But that was definitely a, and that's one example. But whenever you are shifting and transitioning to another level, everybody is not going to go, and because sometimes they don't, they don't know what to do with that, or wow. you at the next level. So, wow. So my next question that kind of ties in because you are a believer, and obviously when we've been sitting here, we've definitely talked about God and faith. How do you feel like as a believer that intertwines with your business? Do you feel like because you're a believer, you have to, like that has to be overtly obvious in your business dealings or is there a line? Do you feel like there should be a separation or can you explain more of that? Yeah, so one of the things that was a catapult for me mm -hmm. leaving corporate was my pastor, um, Bishop Joel Benson Brown, preached one day and he talked about the ravens and he he just said one snippet I've commanded the ravens to feed you and that one line like I live off of that for my business so whenever I feel like oh I'm not getting enough clients or there's a break in between clients or I'm not getting maybe the level of clients God will bring that one phrase back to me uh, I have commanded ravens to feed you so you are not going to be hungry. You are not, there is a command for customers mm -hmm. that you are the only one that can help them or you are going to be viewed as the only one that can see them. So really for me, faith is, is, is the underlying current to keep me encouraged in my business. Um, does it come out as I talk to clients? Well, you know, one, one of my friends says, Charvette, what you are doing is ministry. Um, even though it might not have the title, right, this right. conference could feel like ministry to someone. My Facebook group and my coaching and consulting could feel like ministry to someone. So I don't necessarily open with prayer, close with prayer, but since faith is embedded really in my life, the impact, I think, of God and faith comes through um, everything I do. Wow, that's... Oh, actually, for those who are not aware, because we do have listeners who may be in the church and those who are not um, if you want to look it up, what she's referring to is a story um, where a, the prophet Elijah was in a des deserted place or in the desert and ravens were sent to feed him. And ravens are typically birds that feed on dead things. And so for a raven to feed him during that time, during his deserted time, was in essence a miracle. So if you needed context behind that, feel free to look it up. You can Google it. But that's just a small snippet of what she meant by the ravens have been commanded to feed you. So thank yes. you, Charvette. That is really going to stick with me for yes. a while. Yeah. Yes. What is one thing that people may not know about you? You know, you have your website, you have this, this very public brand, but what's something that people may not know? I am an ambervert. Me Which too. is you are too. Yay. 
Yes. Oh no. So that is a, so that is a are you saying what is that? That is a mixture of introvert mm-hmm. and extrovert. And like it's a real word. You can go look it up on the diction in the dictionary. And so I think most people feel like because I have a public brand, like that I am an extrovert. Mm-hmm. But really I do need time to get mm-hmm. energy get be with myself and then I can be on again so that I think that's something that people don't really know oh yeah yes. that's me too people don't <laughs> they really don't understand because you can talk you can socialize but yeah. you do need that moment that you just need to regroup recharge and refuel so yes. you can conquer the next giant so that's yay, yay. something in common <laughs> I'm surrounded y'all I'm the <laughs> yes, you're y'all know members. I'm the introvert as you all remember from our first episode so yes um, I need a cup of tea in a dark room in a blanket, and I'm good to go. But yeah, um, so Charvette, um, I want to know a little bit more about like uh, again. So we do have people here who um, may be thinking about pursuing entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. or those who maybe may not want to be an entrepreneur but need to figure out resiliency. So no matter whether mm. you're an entrepreneur or whether you work a regular job. Um, resiliency comes into play. Can you talk to us about uh, one impactful mistake that you made and what lesson you learned from it? Yeah, I would say one mistake was um, discounting my service. And so there Mm. are these unspoken rules in entrepreneurship um, and sometimes in life um, where people have an expectation that you will work a deal or you will do something to get exposure or you will do. And so I, so I would say one of the mistakes I made was doing a little bit, maybe too much of that for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really stepping back and realizing that, you know what, what I offered should be at the full price, not at a you know, right. deal. Right. And so, and then early on, um, so that would be one thing that was really, um, that was really impactful and mistake um, is to, if you are going to do something for exposure um, or to get your feet out there, it should be a limited time frame. And then because I hear one coach say it all the time, April Franks um, says when the new subway opens up in your neighborhood, they don't open up giving free subways. They sell, they sell in subs from the day one. So they're not giving away free subs to get you to come in the door. And so I would recommend that if you're going to do something where you're comping or you're giving a little bit off, make it a limited time. Because otherwise people will end up using you. Yeah, I I was downstairs and that was actually the one takeaway that I took from earlier today is she said respect if someone has a rate, you can, it's one thing to network, it's one thing to partner, but you have to respect someone's rate because we're all in this together. We're all yes. trying to grow our brand. We're all trying to grow our business. And it's definitely not something that should just be for free just because, you know, I have something, you have something. So exactly. that was one definite takeaway. And just an FYI, this is an annual conference. So if you're an aspiring business owner, if you're just trying to figure out if you want to get started, definitely put it on the books for 2020. Like my partner said, we've only been here a few hours and I've literally written so many notes so far and we have, a, we have evenings sessions and a whole day tomorrow so it's been so far the knowledge that we've acquired has been invaluable so definitely put that on your calendar for next year thank you next year will be number five and next year is 2020 so you're looking we've been in richmond for four years but we're kind of thinking about what maryland might look like we shall see we shall 
see. We love Maryland. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of which, we know that you are now an author. Congratulations on your book you. release. If you have a few moments, we'd love to hear about your book, what it's titled, and just give us an overview of what it's about and where we can find it. Yes. So I'm super excited that I'm the visionary author of a anthology or book compilation, and it's called Propel, mm-hmm. um, the essential handbook for emerging women in business and leadership. And I was so fortunate to join forces with um, myself and 11 clients to write this Mm -hmm. book together. And so we each sat down and wrote a chapter. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember when when I had the book idea, I didn't have a title. I was like struggling with a title. And um, earlier in the year, Propel came to me before I saw other people. There are other people kind of using it now, but like January time Mm -hmm, frame, just that one word of what pushes people forward. Because when you get in the helicopter, you see the propellers. Right. So that moves it forward. So myself and my clients, we documented what helped move us forward. And everyone's at different places. Some people have, I've got one client, Sandra, who's been a real estate agent for 20 years. I have another client who's just kind of getting her feet wet, Mm -hmm. um, maybe a year in, and she shares her story of what propelled her forward. So um, you can pick it up at charvettemitchell.com. That's the easiest way, which is my main website, charvettemitchell.com. And um, definitely check it out. Even if you're in leadership and like you said, maybe not entrepreneurship, there's definitely several chapters in here just about being a leader. So Trivet, we totally thank you for the time that you took out. We know that you are extremely busy and have put on a fabulous uh, conference. We want you to get back to that. Um, I know you have very many guests that you need to entreat today, but we do want to leave our listeners with uh, I guess one thing that you could leave them with in their hearing, uh, whether it be a piece of advice, the best wisdom that you've received, anything, mm-hmm. what can yeah. you share with them? Uh, I'm going to share my favorite quote by H. Jackson Brown Jr. Opportunity dances with those already on the dance floor. Wow. Get on the dance floor, people. Wow. wow. So a woman of wisdom, a woman of business, um, a woman with a beautiful smile, an author, Um, listen out for anything she uh, is putting out. Check her Facebook page, Instagram. How can we? How can the people reach you, Charvet? Yes, Facebook.com slash Charvet, Twitter.com slash Charvet, and Instagram is Charvet M. All right. Well, thank you, thank you, listeners, for listening to us. All right. Bye, everybody.